this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Comic book noise. Um, I mean, that pause was there for reasons. I don't know if I was gonna make this a not comic book noise episode or not, but uh, some odd reason the not comic book noise episodes get downloaded um, less than the regular comic book noise episodes. So there you go. Anyway, um, Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com as part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K, at comicbooknoise.com. Or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. Um, you can also go to comicbooknoise.com, and there's an area on the main page... Um, on the desktop version, not the mobile version. I will tell you how you can donate to the show by um, PayPal, Alphonic Minutes, or by becoming a patron on a Patreon. And can I go good? Alright, looks like I'm going. Here we go. Alright. Um... Last episode, which I <coughs> recorded and posted this morning, um, I made the comment that uh, you know everything is is fan fiction anyway. And Carlos Cordova said that you know he he got he gets that same feeling you know um, from everything. You know, most comic books. I should say, modern day comic books. Um, <clears throat> and as I was, I was gonna reply uh, on Facebook because he sent this on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Derek Coward, D E R E K C O W A R D. Um, but I decided, you know what? This is this is this is a little bit more than I just want to put in a comment. Um, I don't usually get... Alright, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, I used to get bent out of shape about a lot of shit, okay? <laughs> a lot of the, the the people who are out there um, complaining about everything comic book related now, uh, they, they had nothing on me, you know? I fully admit that now. There's a lot of times where I just pretty much... Um, I don't know, just lost my shit for no good reason, you know? I will still stand by a couple of things. I still stand by the fact that um, the comic book version of Captain America is an obnoxious prick. Um, Tony Stark was right. Um, and uh, oh, there was another one, too. Shit, there was another thing I was, I was thinking. It's right on the tip of my tongue, but now it's gone. So, moving on. Um... Yeah, I used to blow my stack a lot, you 
know, I heard a lot of things that just really upset me. Oh, yeah. Um, they shouldn't have even teased that um, Captain Marvel was making a return. You know? I think Marvel shit the bed on that. I really do. So, anyway. <clears throat> the fact that everything is now fan fiction, and these are fans who are writing these stories, um, that's one of the reasons why I don't get bent out of shape, you know? I mean, a lot of these people are telling stories that, you know, for some other, for some reason they want to use other people's characters to tell, um, probably their, their entire life, you know, or if not their entire life, their entire working life, and they, it, it got to the point where they could, and so they made these, these, these things, um, but, you know, with the whole Hell Hydra thing or um, other little things that will cause a big stir in the, uh, in the, 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 the comic fandom community um, for a couple of weeks, and then next month is something else. You know, it's just... I'm not even going to say it's exhausting because I don't really take part in it. And the reason I don't take part in it is because, um, I mean, just like everybody else, we, you know, there's, there's some people who, who will say one thing, say, um, just because a change is made doesn't, uh, get rid of all those old stories. Those old stories are, those are still there for you to read, you know, or, um, if it's a movie, you can watch the old movie. You know, a movie series, I should say. If it's a television series, you can watch the episodes that you like, that kind of thing. And they're they're right about that. And when it comes to comic books, you can just pretty much take a look and think to yourself, yeah, okay, this is a story. You know, they're, 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 ah, not not just, this is a story. Um, Shit, how can I put this? You can choose to ignore whole swaths of stories just by realizing, eh, you know what, this is happening in an in in alternate reality, you know? People get bit out of shape because of the, um, the, the DC movies, right? Which are not as bad as everybody tries to act like they are, right? Um, just realize, yeah, it's a different reality than the um, than the comic book world just like the uh, the the animated universes are different from the comic book universes and sometimes they're different from other episodes featuring the same characters you know these are all we're all just peeking in on a different multiverse you know and just look at it like that there's this TV show called um, Supernatural it is on season 13 I believe right? I watched it pretty regularly up until the ending of season five, which was the original showrunner's endpoint. This is where he said, you know, I'm done. This is the end of the story. Now, when he first came on board and he, he had a five-year plan, he didn't realize two things. Number one, that the show was going to be as popular as it turned out to be. And number two, he was working for a um, 
a uh, television network that loves to keep things on as long as they can, right? Um, if the, you got even semi-decent um, ratings, the CW will keep you on. Just ask the cast of Smallville, right? I thought I think that was what the WB. I don't know. Um, and that's just what happens. That's that's their corporate mentality. I'm, we're going to keep this shit on as long as we can, right? Uh, but I knew that the original, you know, the, the creator left after season five. And to me, that was the end of the story, right? Now, if you saw the season finale of um, season five, it was a perfect end point. Dean had found love of his life. He had a family. They were sitting down to eat dinner, right? And Sam, who was supposed to be in hell, appears outside and he's staring into the window, okay? So, to me, that's where the story ended. Everything that happened afterwards is in Sam's mind. He's thinking, you know what? This is what could happen if I were just to go in there and bring my brother back into this life. So, all these other eight seasons, that all happens in like a blink of an eye. It's in the blink of Sam's eye. Alright? Now, that's my that's how I feel about a lot of these comic book um, series and, and, and events. There's, there's, we all have this part where we can just logically tell ourselves, alright, that's that was the end of the story. Everything else that happens afterwards just doesn't exist. You know, you can do that with anything, right? And then once you do that, you kind of like break that emotional attachment that you have, right? I used, like I said, I watched Supernatural really regularly, right? See, I even watched it after, you know, to me, anything after season five finale was uh and Sam's just in the blink of Sam's eyes is just his imagination so once they got to a bunch of episodes that I didn't like you know I was like eh, I'm done you know I haven't watched the show in years and it was at one point one of my favorites you know I heard people say it's still good I don't know you know um, and that's how it is with, with comic books, right? I'm not going to be one of those people who say, oh, yeah, you know, everything was good before crisis happened, you know, crisis on infinite earth. Nah. I, w- I was excited for stuff to see what was going to happen after crisis, okay? I freely admit it. I was excited. I wanted to see what was going to happen. And so I stuck around for a while, right? Um, for me, the ending was... Uh, Flashpoint, you know, because I was I was still reading DC, um, not as much as I wanted to, but I was still on there. In fact, um, I was barely keeping up with my comic books at that time. And then when I found out about Flashpoint and how it was going to lead into um, a bunch of other uh, miniseries, is is which would then lead into the new 52, you know, I was on board. I was like, okay, Flashpoint. I'm going to start from Flashpoint. That's when I actually um, redevoted myself to reading DC Comics because, like I said, for a while I was just out. Um, 
And then Flashpoint happened. And so, to me, Flashpoint was the ending. You know, the first part of Flashpoint was the ending. All the other stuff that I read, I have, I've read from, um, from DC, some of it I've enjoyed, some of it I haven't. But to me, it's all just somebody's fever dream. You know, this is probably Barry Allen's fever dream. Um, but that's okay, you know. With, uh, with, with Marvel, oh, God, when did I really just, like, fall out of love with Marvel this time? You know, Siege. Right around the, the time of Siege was when I was just like, eh, I'm done. Um, so I've been, like with um, DC, I've been reading here and there, but I've been reading titles and not the universe. So like with DC, I was reading the universe, but then I got to titles and it's like, eh, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. So it's like, <clears throat> because I can say it in my mind, yeah, these stories don't really count. I'm free, you know, so why make a big deal about it? You know, people, people got to get paid. So let them get paid. I'm just going to sit back and relax, you know. And, um, uh, too, it's like, uh, Scott Levy is a wrestler. He goes by the name Raven. He actually wrote an issue of uh, Spider-Man. Um, I talked about uh, Crusher Hogan after he lost to uh, Peter Parker. Well, the amazing Spider-Man or whatever. The, 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 before he was actually Spider-Man, he was Spider-Man the wrestler. <clears throat> it wasn't Bonesaw McGraw and, like in the movies. It was uh, Crusher Hogan, which they changed for obvious reasons. But um, he was doing a, an interview. Now, everybody knows I am not a, a big interview fan, right? However, there's two really big exceptions. I don't know why, but listening to shoot interviews with professional wrestlers or interviews with uh, porn actors, those two I find fascinating. I find it more fascinating than talking to politicians or professors or musicians or, or, or mainstream actors or comic book people just like, yeah, okay. But those two, you give me, you give me a, 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 a porn star, male or female, or professional wrestler, I'm there. Anyway, he had these ideas when he was working for WWE. E, I think they're still E at the time. They may have been F, but they were switching. It was around that time, right? <clears throat> now, his character was always this brooding type of um, Svengali-type character who always had other people surrounding him. They were Raven's flock, right? Um, <laughs> and when he went to WWFE at the time... He, it was just pretty much him by himself. He didn't really have a flock around him. So he went to um, the creative team and he uh, pitched an idea of a, a storyline that he could be in <clears throat> built around the seven deadly sins. Now, I don't know if this is around the time the movie Seven came out um, and it was inspired by that or if this was just something that he came up with and then coincidentally they had uh, the movie Seven. But this was going to be 
something that could last a while. He would pick on different wrestlers. Just it was an idea for his character who was just there for a while. And they listened to him. They said, "Okay, you know what? We'll think about it." And they never got back to him. And the interviewers asked him, "Didn't that kind of make you mad?" And he gave an answer that has stuck with me all these years. He's like, eh, it's their, you know, what am I going to do? It's their company. They can do what they want to with it. You know? And that, that's how I am with DC and Marvel now. It's their company. They're characters. They can do what they want to. Why would, why should I get all bent out of shape about something that doesn't directly affect me? You know? Now, if <clears throat> in a comic book, they said, Hey, you know, they, they, they came up with a bad guy, you know, who made a lot of noise. And then they gave out, you know, my telephone number, my address, where I live with, with driving directions. And all of a sudden I get a bunch of, I don't know, DNC guys coming to harass me. Right. Then, you know, yeah, that would directly affect me and that would probably piss me off. However, I'm one of those liberals who believes in a strong second amendment if you know what i mean don't don't come fucking with me anyway plus you know there's three age i'm 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 older now i don't i don't give a fuck <laughs> you know I, i'm i'm not at that age where i can just say and do whatever i want um simply because i still have to show up to work every day um but for the most part yeah, who cares you know um I've been spending a lot of time on Reddit lately, the Ask Reddit um, section in particular. And one of them was, what's the saddest thing you can think of? You know, and this guy just really floored me. This is, I'm going to read exactly, you know, I'm, I'm driving, so this ought to be interesting. This is the saddest thing you can think of, uh, that you will never be able to do everything you want, even in a lifetime. That sometimes you have to make choices without knowing if they're good ones. That choices are sometimes limited by the context, and you will ultimately have little control over things when they happen. You know? Everything's a choice, and if nothing really matters, why the fuck get been out of shape about something that somebody else is doing? You know, I could spend time, you know, expressing my outrage online, or I could read a different comic book. You know, or quite frankly, I could go make a sandwich, you know, or I could eat an ice cream sandwich, you know, ice cream sandwiches are good. Wish I could. Oh, this one time I had an ice cream sandwich a long time ago where the, uh, the, the bread, the, the, the chocolate, um, cookie was actually a little crunchy, you know, and the, um, the ice cream itself was a little soft. So it was just like, oh man, those were that was a damn good sandwich. And most most of the um, ice cream sandwiches I've had since then have all been, you know, that sort of um, cakey, spongy type of um, of um, the chocolate cookie. But man, that crunchiness. Mm. Now, as you can tell. You made a choice to listen to this podcast, right? And because you made a choice to listen to this podcast, you may have made a bad choice if you don't want to hear about some old man's um, nostalgia for a fucking 
uh, ice cream sandwich that he had back when he was 14, 15. I think it was 14. Not that it even matters to the story. But still, you didn't know that going into it. It's all about context, right? Now that you know, if, you know, this this podcast is spoiled by someone else, you say, let's say you're sitting around a water cooler drinking 40s or whatever. I don't know what you drink. And somebody said, yeah, I listen to the latest comic book noise. And it was pretty good, but all of a sudden you started fucking talking about ice cream sandwiches. Where the fuck that come from, right? Now, if you're told and you still choose to do that, at least you have some context. And then you made a good choice. Anyway. And the main reason why I don't. Number four. Now, here you go. There's a, there's a top four reasons why I don't really get bent out of shape about uh, a lot of comic book shit anymore. Is because <laughs> this shit is harder than it looks. Um, I wrote a uh, alright I have a Samsung Note, uh, Galaxy Note 8 that's what I'm recording on that's what I do pretty much everything I wrote a 8 page story comic book story on this phone I drew it you know I drew it in um in the uh, the blue pencil and then I inked it the darker colors, and then I colored it, and you guys all know how I feel about coloring. I used to hate it. Now I'm actually not too bad at it. And uh, lettered it. I did all that on my phone. Okay. I started out being an eight-page comic, but it turned out to be more like ten pages. I'm not even including the cover. Um, and it's kind of tough when you don't know exactly what you're doing, but you're trying to guess and look up some shit online. But they don't really tell you how to do it. Like, for example, um, a lot of the coloring I do is very, very basic, right? Very basic, very little shading. Um, because even though I have uh, books from um, the Hi-Fi Color, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not good at it, right? Uh, especially, like I said, when I'm using the S Pen on my phone, all right? But I try. You know, but anyway, this is one thing that I cannot do. I cannot really get it. Um, and I was watching this uh, coloring uh, faces and stuff, and this the, the 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 colorist said, you know, what did she say? She said, okay, well, you know how when you apply um, makeup and you put it, and when she said, you know how when you apply makeup, I'm thinking, no, I don't. I, I've never applied makeup. It's, it's not one of my skill sets, right? And she was just, she said, yeah, just apply it like you would apply highlighter, toner. I don't know. I don't know. You know, <laughs> developer toner, who knows? So I was just like, all right, well, fuck it. I'll just, I'll just try, you know? And there's certain things that I tried that didn't work, you know? Um, so now when I look at a comic book, I don't look at something that's fucked up, right? Even if it's a really shitty, you know what? I should do that. I have a a list of comics. I may have talked about some of them on this podcast before that I thought were just 
paycheck comics. Like the, the people did it just to get their paycheck. They showed no um, regard for the craftsmanship. It was just they just did it because it's what they had to do to get paid. I think I'm gonna go back and look at some of those comic books, not to see where they went wrong or you know how they completely fucked up. But just so that I could try to figure out what they were trying to do. You know, because shit's hard. You know, why, why would I shit all over somebody who's at least trying, you know? You know what I'm talking about? And I'm just talking about from the art perspective, but there's also the writing perspective. Um, it's shit is not as easy as it looks so why should I get all bent out of shape when somebody's not doing something that you know the way that I like it even though I obviously couldn't do it on my own you know what I mean so anyway I'm home now so I'm done making excuse me my throat is really fucked up doing two podcasts in one day it's messing up my throat but anyway um I'm done making a lot of noise. A lot of comic book noise. Take it easy.